0: three two one mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen bye, 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 bye. for the bye, 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 bye. second time welcome
1: back to the bye, mix
0: table. we got a brand new season bye, 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 bye. for you season three we got Anwar in the building Tyrone how you feeling today
1: uh, Let me take some time like I'm bringing it back I only needed me a minute, let me keep it compact It's a new season, you can see the trees leaving So please believe we prepared for the sneezing So bless us, and know it's just us Me and my boy, we the whole team, kinda like the just us I'm the Superman, got the drive like the Uberman And he the Batman, he handy with the Thule man. But next on the scene, a step on the ring It's my boy Anwar, he's so fresh and so clean, man lotus the team so you know what that mean the whole team gonna be blooming just like the spring so say your prayers like the rosary and i'ma set this thing straight like it's supposed to be ain't nobody close to me so come get your fix and come see how we cook it up all in the mix how is it going ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of the mix table i am your host with the most, Mr. Tyrone McClendon. In front of me by my side, I am joined by my co-host, my best friend, my DJ, Mr. Young Seppi himself, Joseph Middledore. Hello,
0: hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in once again. Hello to all the beautiful people out there. We got a good one for you today.
1: And right here in the, in the middle, and also to my side here, we have one of my favorite creatives, one of the most hardworking people I see both in front and behind the scenes of this Atlanta scene, Mr. Anwar Doug C.A. Hey, guys. <laughs> Woo! We did it. We did it. We did so it. Was it really? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening right now? Yeah. I took a lot out of me. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. Maybe. huh, dude. It's all off the top. That's the whole point of the show. It's off the top. Come on now. Woo. Well. Turn that down a little bit. Yeah, I got, I got it over here. Put it, yeah. put, it, put it back at the normal
0: volume. I volume. That's
1: really, yeah, I got it. I'll, Sorry for that audience. Well, like and we'll fix saying, that in post.
0: No, we'll fix that in post.
1: Like <laughs> I said, though, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. Now, as you can see, we've already switched things up a little bit at just by the visual setup of things, but... We're also switching things up a little bit as far as structure goes here today because, you know, I have my man Anwar here today and I wanted to really pick his brain because this has been a long time coming. Like we've both done a podcast like five podcasts ago, you know, <laughs> some some deal like that. So, but you're finally here now and I'm, I'm beyond grateful to finally have you here, but I know I've introduced you, but this is your camera or that or that, whatever camera you want to choose, let the people know who you are and what it is that you do.
2: Hey guys, uh, my name is Anwar Duxier. Um, I would say I am. Uh, <laughs> how would how would I say? <laughs> what would I say that I do? I feel like I do a lot of things, um, but the main thing is um, I co-founded Lotus Rosary with my two partners, uh, Tyreek and Oni Colbreth.
1: All right. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 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 just like the the small piece of what you do, <laughs> but. We'll start there, because that is one of the more uh, fascinating things to me, and that's what drew me to you. So let me rewind the clock a little bit. I want to say the year is 2018, I want to say. You know, like most of us out here in the scene, I be staying on the social scene. What's going on? What's the new thing to be at? Where is everybody going to be at? Who's performing? How do I get there, you know? Right. You see plenty of flyers posters go across the feed that just kind of go in one ear go out the other we're all kind of just passively scrolling on instagram or whatever but there was one name that i would always see come across my feed all the time and that was lotus rosary now i had no idea what that meant who it was what it was or anything like that because there's plenty of people out here in the city who throw parties and have all sorts of events and collectives whatever so i was like okay whatever just another Another group of people who decide to throw parties, I'll show up because what caught me, they had a lineup of just like so many of the up and coming artists who I was friends with, people that I was fans of, just such a wide variety of people that I was like, I kinda have to be here, like, you know, like to network or just to enjoy the scene in its whole, you kinda gotta be at a place like this. So uh, I go to the bakery, and I get there and there's literally a line out of the door now if anyone has ever been to the bakery you're aware of like the whole setup you got to walk up the ramp and then go into the thing the line was out the door out the door and I was like okay no, this must be something legit then I go inside and it's legitimately like a whole like festival setup there's like an outside area you got artists showing off their art you got The actual artists in there talking to you, showing the things, explaining to you. Mm -hmm. Then you go around the corner. Then there's a whole stage set up. There's a whole area for people to listen to music. And then, of course, you have the artist coming up, playing, having a good time. And this is my experience at a Lotus. This is my first time ever going to a Lotus Rosary experience. And immediately I was like, okay, these guys
0: are on to something. Based on what you're saying, it sounds like it wasn't your last
1: time definitely wasn't my last but it was at that moment i was like oh, okay these guys are to something good and i was like i have to talk to them at the time i was doing a whole bunch of other media thing and i was like literally i just want to follow these guys around and see how they do what they do but things happen here we are now and it's just great to to finally be able to talk to you and pick your brain about this this movement that you started here
2: Yeah, no, no, I definitely appreciate that. That's crazy that that was your first Lotus. Like, that's like, that was like a peak Lotus for us, I feel like. Because one, like, Bakery is just a venue that has just so much history for the underground and just, like, new artists. So it was just crazy that that was your first one because that took, like, so much. Like, we were just like, bruh, we have to make one of the craziest showcases that features everyone I want. We want visual artists, we want everything, there, And we weren't expecting it to be as packed as it was, Um but there was like this crazy like spike of like RSVPs. Like, I felt like that was like the first time like Lotus was like going like, kind of like viral within our city. Cause like the flyers were just, I felt like the, the promotion, the graphics was all like crazy, which is like Oni and Tyreek just, so I feel like that being said, I, I just think that that's crazy that that's your first one because that's such like a, that's one that's like up there for the books. Yeah, I mean, hey, it was
1: a, it was a great starting point. So I was like, oh yeah, now these dudes are legit. So let's 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 take it all the way back though. We we've kind of set the stage of like what you would come to create. But Alex, let's, let's take it back a little bit. I want to start at your your humble beginnings, so to speak. So tell me a little bit about where you're from. Who was all in the household growing up, and just just your early beginnings? Yeah,
2: so I feel like kind of where everything started was like really in high school. I went to Westlake High School. It's in like Southwest Atlanta. Um, and when I was at Westlake, I just we always had this like cool ass like community of just like creatives and um, just like a great a great friend group. And I feel like my house was always the house that like everyone would come over and like come hang out um we would always throw like
1: big like parties with like our friends and and just kickbacks overall now did you invite people over or did it just happen that your place was just the place everybody ended up at so
2: it was it was much it was very curated (laughs) 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 of course it's it's like i mean it's uh with westlake it's like everyone knows each other so i just had like my friend group that would just always come over um, and, like, my closest friends, like, Vic, uh, Kendrick, Amadeus. Um, and so everyone would just, like, come over to our house. And I realized, like, one day, like, I was like, yo, like, everyone here is just so talented. And it's like, we link up so often. It's like, what if we did something with this? Like, what mm-hmm. if it was, like, something more? Um, so through high school... <laughs> I used to like sell candy like all throughout the halls and I feel like that was like my earliest form of like entrepreneur stuff or whatever you gotta
1: watch out for those kids who sell the candy in school like they're <laughs> they're plotting to take over the world all of them no. are just workers on the planet <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know, yeah. for
0: sure for sure
1: i feel like that was a moment if there's course. a dollar to be had like
0: they <laughs> if i've got to if i got to put money on who's gonna get it, it's that guy like, no for sure you're hustling
2: you're literally hustling in
0: school like we used
2: to go crazy we started like a little candy empire <laughs> in the school like you would like get like a huge bag of candy and you're like hey you can sell this for free we just want like 20% type wow. shit These schools or, like, really whatever. teach you how to sell drugs Like in a <laughs> way it- And that's the scary part I think Cause I could've went so left Yeah Like just because I had that like that mindset Of just like oh wow you can make money Like this is
0: Cause I think about too, like just how they police that shit Like cause you weren't allowed to sell it And so they literally teach you how to like be covert about it And have like drop points And this and They're like no. let me make sure you know like as soon as you hit the street dropping out or getting out of high school like you are you
1: have the playbook already was the school on your radar did they do they know or were they
2: it was one teacher who caught me one time and it it was just hilarious because it's like all these students like this, even the faculty like they would they could never tell that it was me mm. like doing all this stuff because they just judged me as like ah it's like this nerdy scrawny kid like mm. he's not on anything like even when I was just in the halls like they would never like usually they'll they'll check your pass to see like oh did you get a pass to even be just check, like kicking it in the hall but no, I never got checked ever. So that's why it was I lit. In plain sight. I was
1: exactly about to say that. So
2: one day it's like I was just I was literally selling um, candy on this one hall and this one teacher, Miss <laughs> <laughs> But um she we can take her name out. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah. But um she literally like i was just handing somebody a candy bar and as soon as i hand somebody a candy bar she snatches my bag like from behind me and she's like not on my hole and i'm just like yo you are a cop in a teacher's body <laughs>
1: <Nark>. <laughs> they don't want to see you winning i think
0: i think it was miss we'll believe that too but i think it was miss yeah that was really big about that i remember because i used to come in i'd always get chick-fil-a in the morning and bring that in and I remember they would try to be like, no outside food. Yeah, that was their thing. No outside food. Like it's a restaurant yeah. or something. Yeah, it's like, you want my lunch too? Like, <laughs> I, and
2: no, that's crazy. No outside food is nuts. Like that's that's insane. I feel like I got so far left. <laughs> but to to backtrack, we had this friend group, and pretty much um, we had this group me with like a ton of our friends uh, from like different schools and stuff. And so my homegirl, Layla, like, I believe she added me to this chat and it's like kids from like Grady, from like all, like all these schools from all over, from like DSA, which is like a school in DeKalb. In De- mm-hmm. um, and so through that, I met so many people from so many different schools and I was just like, yo, I want to link up with all these people. Mm. And it just so happened that I was like, okay, I want to start a clothing brand. Once I was trying to start a clothing brand, I was like, I love Oni's art. And um, my homie Xavier at the time, he was a graphic designer, and he knew how to build websites. So I was like, hey, guys, you want to start something with me? <laughs> like, mm. I, I have this idea called Lotus Rosary. Um,
1: I, w- I would love for you guys to, like, just join me to be a part of this. Um, so you came up with the idea for Lotus, or at least the name and concept for Lotus originally on your own. And then you came to your friends with the idea?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so... It was like we used to have like a whole, I created like a collective before that, but I just was, I was just like, I really want to recreate something for myself and my like closer friends. Um, And so that's, that was like the birth of like Lotus Rosary. And we did this um, huge like uh, shoot with like, like we got like 50 shirts and like had given them to like all these creators in this group, me. And we just like, we're like, Hey, like we're going to go do a shoot outside. Did this crazy shoot. After that, I'm just chilling with my brother. He's managing the studio in Metropolitan Art District. Um, and I'm in the studio just hanging out, doing nothing. I asked to go to the bathroom. As I'm going to the bathroom, there's, like, this window that I pass on, like, the left. Um, and I looked through the window. It's, like, this huge venue. Um, and so he was like, yo, do you, like, you trying to do something here? And I'll give it to I'll give you the venue for $200. I was like, $200? um that's two hundred dollars yeah hell yeah i'm gonna do something that's like, crazy and it wasn't <laughs> even that i didn't even know that was a good deal as much as it was a good deal but i also just was just like it was one of those things where i just spoke as soon as as soon as he said it, i was like yes i'll do it hmm. type shit and so well, i talked to my friends i was like yo like we should do a launch party for our clothing brand um and so from there uh I realized, like, we have, like, so many friends who are, like, creatives from these different schools who make music, who do this. I was like, what if we did a showcase uh, that people performed at? So pretty much we tried to find crazy, like, the the top creatives in, like, this, like, scene from all the, cra- all the different schools and stuff. Um, we put a bunch of people on that show. I think it was, like, Kenny Mason, like, BK The Ruler, like, all these people
1: who are, like, signed major deals now. Um, so what was, I mean, I don't, just to slow it down, what what was that, what was that? Because I'm really interested in, like, that first concert, how you went about setting that up, and, like, what was your frame of reference? Like,
2: oh, so my frame of reference was <laughs> when I was
1: in middle school,
2: I used to, like, uh, it was, like, this, like, one of those oddly satisfying pages um, uh, on Instagram. Yeah. And they would, like, it had, like, t- it had, like 10 million or, or, like, some, like, Large amount of like um, Instagram followers, and I I helped like curate that page with um, this this um, friend of mine named Diego uh, from just the internet, and we just we just kept posting these things, and we just saw it was like doing numbers, and so from there I think that I subconsciously learned marketing, I subconsciously learned how to make things go up on Instagram, like what's gonna catch people's attention, and that was at a very early age, like I didn't realize what I was doing, I just thought oh the number goes up when I do this, so. It, it, it kind of trained me um, in a sense so that when it came down to like promotion and marketing for our events, it was always over the top. I, I knew how to market like peer to peer, but I also knew how to market digitally. Like, I was like, okay, this has to be like this way. If we use these colors, like it's going to attract people's eyes. If we use animated graphics, like people aren't, like the scene doesn't really have that. I haven't seen like the an animated flyer. And just the fact that we're the youth is what's going to draw the most people.
0: Mm. and it's it's interesting you say you kind of started with the meme pages because mm. I feel like that's gonna be a really common thread like that Lil Nas that's like his thing and I just see it's the people because I ran a page with Will for a while we did uh, the whole thing was just like Yankees suck memes like that was that was the whole page and do you not agree with that statement
2: <laughs> no I just hit my head on the oh. back I just like... <laughs>
0: and but Got experience young building pages building audiences like you weren't quite as much that but you knew how to you knew how to play those pages because i remember back in high school you know like the burn pages (laughs) and shit would go around and he submitted himself to it he submitted himself to the burn page and wrote some nasty shit like i the rest of us were all really upset like we were going around trying to figure out who ran the page and then who would like submit tyrone and we were furious and he was like but it got him talking didn't it and the ultimate troll that's song. <laughs> so i'm i i want to ask future guests about that like if they have any sort of experience running that like as a kid cuz it seems like it it plays really well into what we're trying to do now yeah 100%
2: i i think that that's definitely the case i mean i've like even with like young writers too like you can see like some people who are like writing some of like the best stuff right now from like just books to like screenwriting and all this different stuff they started out like on wattpad doing like one direction like things or like just random and i think growing up doing fan fiction literally fanfics like and now they're they've scaled it so it is crazy that like those things that are just and i think that's how most things that last start is just like a genuine hobby and then it becomes something more it teaches us something
0: because you started it because you wanted to do this not you're like oh we could probably make a viral page and whatever like you were making content that you liked and put it out and then learned
2: 100 uh, um, 100
0: um
1: i love the conversation well we better say something
2: oh uh, yeah so we have the launch party and then literally like uh we expected like 50 of our friends to show up Mm -hmm. We're expecting this to be like 50 people Like we'll be cool with 50 people Like 50 people $10 $500 We made profit like we're great now We paid off the venue We didn't have to pay for anything else Like everything was cool So then like All of a sudden we look outside There's a line like wrapped around the block And we're like what the hell is this We had a security guard The security guard didn't even pull up he didn't even think it was going to be like an event that really needed security he was just like how many people are gonna be there 50 people like uh, all right bro. <laughs> so he didn't pull up and it ended up being 500 people who pulled up so we were just like yo
0: god damn
2: yes and we were crammed in this like
1: tiny ass building so what were you thinking at that point like and
0: how how old were you when this was going on
2: i was i was 17 years old okay when we so- did that first event
1: you can get high
0: schoolers to pack a building like that no for uh,
2: sure because people in our school were doing like parties like um but they were more awesome like oh this is a twerk party like uh, a yeah. pajama party pull up da, 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 da. but like for us it was more so like i wanted to highlight the, the other kids like the outcasts the the weirdos I feel <laughs> the
1: that. artistic ones what do you feel like drew you to the artist that you picked like what do you think it is that made you select the artist that you selected and then just going down the creative direction that you what do you think was the reason that
2: um i feel like when i listened to like back then when i was listening to the newer artists i'm like you're not you're not far from like being something that i could hear on the radio and like i think it's in my head it was always like I could see I could see them going farther because I was always into like the underground scene like even when I was like even back then it's like I we me and my friends would always like be like oh this person he's gonna be the next big thing like oh this person's gonna be the next big thing and so I feel like I just applied those like little a and r skills that I I just learned from just me and my homies just being like dope thing dope things are always gonna like find their way into like fruition because if I think that it's amazing to a certain degree, and I'm thinking of it from like a certain taste level, I feel like other there's someone else out there with an opportunity who's going to reach out to that person. And what's great will always like come out on top.
1: I feel that I'm the same way. I feel like everything I like is the best thing ever, but yet, People can't seem to get along with it. Like, I'm big in wrestling. I still have not managed to convince everybody to be wrestling fans yet. I don't get it. But the thing about wrestling is, like, they have, like, a whole... There's, like, a community for that shit. Like, there is, but I'm trying to, trying to put people on. I'm trying to expose the world. But I don't have what you have, unfortunately.
2: <laughs> not not yet. Not yet. But it's, it's <laughs> on the there. way. I'll on get there. Way. I'll get there.
1: So after this first Lotus concert, tell me, like... When when does the game? When does the conversation go to? All right, well, how do we do it? But how do we go bigger?
2: Right. So literally that night, like it's it's me, uh, Xavier, Oni, like I believe we went back to like my crib or something. And we were just like, as the second we saw like all those people in there, it was just this immediate like, oh, this is what we want to do. Like th- we were doing something just to like that's a that's an interesting thing about like finding your purpose. It's like. Something can like lead you to it. You could be like just a few like like centimeters off, like, and that's what I felt. That's what it felt like with like the clothing brand. It was like I'm really not into clothes like that, but I felt like it would just it's just something to like unite people. It's like that's something that like a collective needs. So my real care became in events, and once I saw that, it was just like a spark just came off, like, and it was everyone just saw it, and we were just like, yeah, like. Let's do a festival. Like, that was literally our conversation the day next. The next day it was like, I want to find a way. I want to be bigger than Coachella. I want to be bigger than Rolling Loud. I want to be bigger than all of these festival brands and take it around the world and give creatives a platform
0: everywhere that fit that just fits the vibe of this whole show really well um like the beats that are playing right now i'm literally like from your trippy red suggestion like i'm just going through anybody that's got like 10 views on their beat video i'm like that's what we're playing today and these beats are hard yeah all of these are from people with like a couple of these like three subscribers Uh, there's so much talent out there and if you if you were just if you're a person that like appreciates like it's not the numbers it's the thing that's in front of you like yeah there's so much beauty and like cool shit in the world if you're willing to just look at it like yeah uh,
2: i think that's the problem with this industry is it's just like
0: a bunch of people who are looking
2: for that easy check that easy layup they just want to be able to oh i can just push this button this button this button it makes sense i can get him on this platform this platform like this is why I'm going to talk to this artist because they have somewhat of a buzz. But it's like, no, like stop being afraid to like build artists from zero. And that's that's what the true beauty of it. That's how you build a team that lasts forever. That's how you build something that has longevity. Those things that come so fast, pause, can also go just as quick as they came. And I feel like awesome. that's- <laughs>
1: No, that's really real though. I I, I agree with you because that was kind of like my when I first started just podcasting in general. I was just like, I go to a performing arts high school. Like a lot of these people are fire. and I just want to like I feel like their story should be out there. And I'm like, I'm gonna give them the platform. Well, if anybody listens to it, that's something else. But I want to be the one that helps them push it out there. And and I so I very much empathize with what you're saying there
0: and i'm interested uh because you said you went to Westlake. Mm-hmm. were you in the band
2: i wasn't in band i actually their band is cra- like no westlake's band is woo! nuts like our our like uh football team was just crazy in general and just everything i loved like the pep rallies and just coming to see all of that
0: like when i was like westlake would show up to the marching band exhibitions and right. and everybody would see westlake walking it's like Shit,
2: like, oh, are you big into band?
0: Yeah, I was. I was a band Looking kid. at a drum major right here. Oh, yeah, shit, oh, and, shit. but oh man, when Westlake and like Tri Cities and that I was always on. Yeah. Oh my goodness! But yeah, so I was just interested. Like, if I have you always just sort of been music adjacent, or do you have you played anything? Do You have any yeah.
2: interest? Like, so like originally, like when I was in school, I was always so we had like guitar class and then also like a uh, keyboard class. So like we would just I, me and my um my best friend vic we would just always be in those classes like together just kind of learning how to play um and i just always had a passion for like music like not even necessarily making music but more so just being around that that type of environment mm-hmm.
1: Hell yeah. same <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so we were talking about you know you guys understood immediately after that first show like okay this is what we want to do. We want to... So, what exactly, though, did an expansion look like, though? Was it more guests? Was it bigger venues? More known artists? Like, what What did it exactly look like for you guys? Or what did it mean at that point? At that point, I was just, like, looking, like... For one, it's like... I.
2: The way I booked that first venue was just literally so random. So I'm like, how the hell do I even book a venue? This dude literally, like this is uh, Tashawn who like literally gave me that crazy deal. Um, Who's like my brother's best friend. And so it's just crazy to like see that. And then in my head, I'm like, one, how do I find other venues? Two, it's like, how do I scale this? And so as I just kind of got more immersed in the scene, um, started working on different projects, I started to realize like, all that people care about is like like sponsorships like that's really the game to like leveling up your like audience is just like um at the end of the day these brands care about um a certain demographic and they want the youth they want the cool factor so the fact that we have that i know that we can leverage that to to get a brand to to pay for the whole experience um and that's that's always been the goal is just find long-term partners that uh want lotus to happen uh, across the world and just find ways for them to like help us amplify and so once i really um started to learn about like sponsors and how to find contact because they they speak a whole language it's like all they care about is like kpis which is like key performance indicators and like they're like okay we need to hit like 20,000 of Atlanta's youth to like make this much money. Like this is that's that's how they keep their jobs. So like in that it's like hard to find people who really give a fuck about nurturing the youth and like uh just all the way down to like even their products. But I could go on the rabbit hole on, on well, that but, type but of that, stuff. But that's interesting though cuz
1: you know you seem to be somebody who can appeal to both sides like you man on the streets you can talk to the people know what they want explain that but then you can go into the office building and explain it in their terms would you should you say that's a fair assessment
2: yeah I, I feel like it's a fair assessment i think that often like i find myself uh like getting these roadblocks um in the essence that like because i'm like younger even though i may have my shit together more than another executive uh like they'll they won't give that bag that they could give they won't give us that investment that that they could give because maybe the numbers don't back it so in my head i was just like we gotta get our numbers up so that's that's what came after that if you saw like it was like a whole era where there was like an event every weekend like every is like people damn near was like sick of us at a certain point it's like damn like lotus this week lotus that week lotus this week like damn like and i felt like in that like i was just like okay quant- i feel like in this industry um quantities beating quality so that was like my logic for like a year or two and that was like probably the most i've ever worked in my entire life um i don't think it was worth it but I the the amount of experience I gained from that was like insane, and the the audience grew because we have all those stats, we have all those people that we can reach back out to through email, through phone number, like so. I think that that was very valuable, but um, in that like I didn't know balance, and mm-hmm. I didn't have mentors, which is the key to all of this is mentors. Like if you're surrounding yourself around people who all they know is like grind 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 like don't sleep don't eat like you're that's what's going to be instilled into you and i feel like i didn't have the right people around me at that moment that um just kind of taught me to be like oh yeah like you gotta work before you eat type shit. and it's like no that's really not how this works i've seen like just hearing some of like my new mentor speak it's like no you gotta prioritize rest like you're it's quality over quantity like you can do one event in a year and that could have way more impact than 40 events in a year
1: i'm glad to hear especially someone like you say that because from my perspective you know i only see what you do so i'm like damn he's literally everywhere all the time like this guy just doesn't he doesn't stop but I'm, i'm it actually relieves me a little bit to hear you be like nah man like I'm prioritizing the rest because we've been getting ready for this upcoming season and then
0: you know it's sort of the grind set like okay we want to have this many interviews and like we want to have these type of structures and if we're going to do that then we need to write this type of stuff and we need to like do this and this and this and like obviously a lot of that work does need to get done yeah but our like at least my starting point this season was like okay we just need to be working just right work 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 as long as we're doing something but not having direction not having a lot of work you're just you're busy but you're not doing anything exactly and i I think the
2: key there is really like one like just because you don't hit those goals doesn't mean that that makes you less of a person and i think that that's the thing we get like so twisted up it's like we compare ourselves to where we were a year before and we're like i didn't hit these goals like damn what the hell am i really even doing you know and i guess my words to that is just like all you have even if you just do one thing that's super small and may seem insignificant that's all you need to do like you don't have to be at 100 percent all the time you just have to literally put one brick down for that day if that just means i said i was going to start a page today i just start the page i don't make any content like it's just that one thing, and that momentum will build up. And it's like just pay attention to yourself when you have those strides where you want to do something, because it's gonna come over. I'm just like in a problematic <laughs> yeah. mindset, but it's gonna it's gonna take over you in the sense that like you're gonna feel like energized in certain moments. Like some days you feel like oh I can knock out a thousand things, and it's just like in those moments where you
0: can't let yourself just not. <laughs> and yeah, man and and that's like i don't know i've i wrote this in my phone a couple weeks ago but realizing that like you got to set yourself some arbitrary goals you're like i want to get this done by this point but like don't let missing your arbitrary goals stop you from actually finishing the thing that you started because that's i would do that a lot like i'm working on an album that's now probably going to come out um beginning of this upcoming year Mm mm-hmm I wanted to have it done so i could promo it while i'm here in atlanta mm-hmm. didn't happen right and i was kicking myself i was like damn i really wanted to get this done i think i could i could have gotten it done i could i could have and i'm looking at it and what i do have is like demos for six of the 10 songs like done like i'm not done with it but if i hadn't been if i hadn't set that goal i wouldn't be as far along but then I wanted to beat myself up for not Achieving the goal instead of being like Oh well shit you're almost there like yeah. You didn't get it and I've, I've noticed That a lot in my life like whatever The type of goal was I'm like I want to do this many Of whatever by this date mm-hmm. and I'd get Like 90% there and be like I'm a Fucking failure mm-hmm. and I was Like, Well yeah. no but you got 90% of the way There on some arbitrary deadline Like
2: it, it, yeah no 100% I definitely understand that feeling that's Like so much of like A familiar feeling for me um, especially feeling like oh like dang I feel like I'm working harder than like other people and it all comes down to like comparing yourself to others and, and just assuming that you know you're doing this more you're doing that more and, and sometimes it's just not your time just yet and you just have to wait for your moment and, and when it is your moment like no one can take that away from you but like as you see other people's journey just like respect it and like also be happy for other people like you don't know what they went through to get to where they are and that's I think that's the problem with social media is like we're only seeing accolades we're only seeing this person touch this height people are only seeing oh he he, he did this he was on set with Nike oh Lotus is going up oh he got the sponsorship but it's like nah and in between that I get very sad <laughs> and like and that's okay too because like honestly like that's really why we're taking like a break from lotus right now is because like we've been doing this since we were 17 years old like i feel like it, to a certain degree i missed out on years trying to like grind 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 and, and not taking time for family not taking time for friends for for loved ones and and so i'm trying to get back into like learning how to be a 23 year old and like just like breathing and just being okay with that um because i know that at the end of the day like we've built a brand that like people care for and because there's dope people behind it and as long as there's dope people behind something it's always gonna work
0: and i noticed like 23 for me was i'm 25 now 23 was like the year where i had to really look at myself and be like okay what do i want what do i want out of this because i was feeling i was like i still kind of felt like a kid Mm -hmm. i was like i'm so much older than all these kids like i don't I, but, like, I didn't feel comfortable stepping into being an adult. And I realized it was because I had to, like, adjust my goals and things, the things that I wanted when I was a kid and was working towards. I was like, this doesn't interest me the way that I thought it would. And and taking some time to just, like, to just breathe with it and let yourself feel. I, I see that as just, like, you're discouraged from doing it. And when you can fight to do that, there's... Uh, rambling you, <laughs> like, you, you get what i'm saying though no, like 100 percent. i feel and, like and it was because it, it was really scary that some of the things that i really cared about i found i re- like i just don't give a shit anymore and, yeah. and having to let things go it was scary because i was like i don't know what's gonna come but if i hadn't let those go the new things that come along i wouldn't have even had the room to take on the new because i'm still trying like if i was still trying to be a professional baseball player yeah I don't have time for anything. And I'd be really sad and bad at what I do as well. Like Mm -hmm. you got to let things go. And, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm happy to hear that you're kind of in this like introspective. Let me figure myself out. This is a good
1: year to do it. Yeah. Uh, You mentioned something that I was, I was going to ask about and you talked about, you know, how you guys are on break from Lotus right now. And, you know, from my perspective, I didn't really know. I just remember the announcement. You were like, Hey, taking a break. We may come back in a different way, but, you know, we're still here, but we're just taking a step back. So but good to get some clarity that it was just you guys just wanted time to like live and experience and try other things. Yeah. Um But one thing I did wanna ask you though was like like when you were preparing that last show, did it feel like some finality or were you just kinda like, this is just a comma, not a period? Uh for me, um, there's a little bit of like
2: uh throughout that entire uh, event of like happening it was it was so many things that happened that went into that last like lotus that we had mm. um from one surf my, my artist he was, surf. he was on tour his first tour and mm-hmm. we got a van and we drove to boston mm. um and that's like a that was like a 20 hour 20-hour drive. And so, like, in between all of this, like, and we had to, we went to Brooklyn the night before Lotus. And so, we're driving to Brooklyn. We're driving 16 hours from Brooklyn to Atlanta to straight, I'm driving straight to the vinyl center stage. Wow. From Brooklyn. So, in my head, it was just like, once this is over, like, I just, I'm just ready to rest. (laughs) Like, honestly. Um, But, what I, what I, in my head, I was scared because I was like, the thing that we, uh, that I noticed with my team is like when we, when we slow down, um, we have to like start back from 0%. And I guess my mindset is always like, okay, we got to be at a hundred percent all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think there's like a certain fear of like, Oh, once you slow down, you can't get back to where you were. But the reality is like, it's just understanding that you're not back at a hundred percent and that's okay. And that's what gave me faith to be like, Mm -hmm. It's cool. like we can we can do this i have faith in what we built i have faith in our dream and like i know that we'll come back to this and everyone's going to come back better on the other side because i can see it in these people's face like we've done this so much and i just also want to like i want everyone to prioritize themselves in their own growth too um that's a big thing for me i feel like with us always grinding it's like when was the last time y'all spent time with y'all families? If y'all are always with me. Yeah. like we're we're all like trying to get to this next thing. Which is which is okay. Like our logic has always been let's do the sacrifices now rather than when
1: we're 30. And yeah. And so we can chill when we're
2: like 30, 40, 50.
1: Yeah. And I think it honestly tracks with just like the natural progression of your age. Like you're getting to the point where you're starting to learn out who who Anwar is. The person like, you know, not just the businessman, not just the, you know, project manager, like who, who am I as a person? So it would make sense at this point for you to also just take a step back and be like, you know, let me find out for my own. Um, one thing I want to ask you, what is something that you feel that you what's a difference that you saw and not just yourself, but in your team as a whole uh, looking at your first concert? And then looking at this last one, what's some of the biggest changes you've noticed?
2: Um, in the very first Lotus, uh, this habit of mine's became, and I feel like, uh, it was me. I, I, I always wear this trench coat. Uh, when I come to Lotus, it's this trench coat only gave me for the very first Lotus. Um, she like drew Lotus rosary on there and it, it, she made it super dope. And I, I wear this trench coat all the time, but I say all that to say, um, I would usually run around these events like looking like a chicken with my head cut off. Like I'm trying to like do the door, help somebody with the door, any issues at the door. I'm like, people are texting me trying to get in. um, And then I'm on stage, like trying to do stage management, making sure the show is running on time, doing like a million jobs at once. And I felt like for the first time, not the first time, but like compared to like where we initially were, I could see growth in the sense that the most recent Lotus was like, oh, I I didn't have to touch that much. Like I put everyone in a position, so where no one was overwhelmed, no one no one was like really stressed, and like we didn't really have any issues. It's a pretty seamless show. Everyone performed. Everyone, you know, had a great experience, and that was like the first Lotus I can say was like, this is our model. Like we have our model now. Like we know. We need people in these positions to make an amazing showcase happen with no hiccups and as long as we follow this like guideline we'll be fine and so now it's just time to like bring in you know other people who are like just um i guess just like try to upscale our festival into like something we can take outside and and something
1: that we can make um bigger yeah (laughs) you you can take your jacket off you're getting hot (laughs) you look like you were about to and you're like nah yeah, um, cozy. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. I did some technical difficulties go wrong?
0: Oh, bro, the board disconnected. It's I fine. think my don't, even, I don't think, even worry about it. We'll just but, keep the ball rolling. Yeah. So um, hopefully it's still recording here. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's why I was telling you like don't even acknowledge it. But cool. Anyway. Uh, with with festival, like, go ahead. I I had a lot.
0: I'm a little flustered. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> with the festival, uh, the festival itself. I'm really jealous isn't the right word but like it's kind of <laughs> the right word um envious probably yeah I think that's probably the that's probably the better um that's tangent jealousy isn't bad how you choose to deal with it can be um but where the Kanye <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, that was one I just remember being you know like twenty 21 sitting around with my friends just like smoking weed and talking shit, like I was always like, yo, we should start a festival. Like we should start a festival. And they're always like, Oh yeah, 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 whatever. Um and they wouldn't take it serious. It's really fucking cool (laughs) that you've managed to make that happen. Like that um We were talking about this with your mom just before, um that the people that you have around you, like is it ends up being very important to the whole thing If you got people That are on the same wave And they see the same things All of a sudden You can accomplish Huge things And you'll have some people In your life as well That They're fine people Whatever But they're not What was it you were saying They're not like aligned With Yeah Your just, purpose Or yeah, whatever yeah. That There's nothing wrong With the people But they're just They might not need to be your like primary person because you could surround yourself and you were talking about that too that you can surround yourself with people that are knowledgeable that share the same vision and you can accomplish
2: yeah i mean i feel like everyone that i've surrounded myself with has been like they they have some like special thing about them like everyone like I mean, down uh, down to, like, Kendrick, he's, like, this crazy designer. And, and everyone just... I think uh, everyone around me has a dream that they're chasing to some degree. Um, and that's kind of what I've surrounded myself with. So I feel like it, it makes everything feel more possible. So when, like, something happens, it's like, oh, finally. Like, it was never, like, a question of if. It was just more of, like, a when because that's how everyone around me operates. Like, everyone knows, like... Even in like our group chats, we're like, oh, I can't wait! Like we're all gonna be doing so great in like ten years from now. Like I can't wait! Like, yeah, I can't wait to look back and be like, damn! Like we were struggling right then, and, and like now it's like we're, we're chasing our dreams and it it worked! Like just from persistence and like trust in a vision. So it, it definitely like a lot of people could not stay around because it it was like I could see that they were not they were limiting themselves or just like. Not allowing themselves to be as great as they really could be, and me as your friend, if if anyone is like close to me, they know like I'm gonna be like, why the why why aren't you doing your shit? And I think that that's also that was also my problem was I'm gonna call you out for like not being on your shit because that's what I would want you to do for me, but not everyone works like that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. some people
0: lie uh, to me, lie to me.
2: Some people need more time, and it's they're just not ready to commit to something, commit to something as like scary or as as you know the fear in their head or whatever they're afraid of, and and that's okay. It's just gonna it's gonna take time, and that's and sometimes you know not everyone's meant to be this entrepreneur. Yeah, not everyone's meant to, to to be this like I'm gonna work a million hours in a day, like person. Like it's okay to just get a nine to five it's okay to just but just do something is my thing
1: i think grace is a word that is often like left out of today's whatever like we don't offer not only do we not offer grace to like other people we don't offer a lot of grace to ourselves a lot of time. like we're all very much in this very fast everybody's making it it seems like in one day type of thing and it's like you have to be able to tell yourself like you said it's like maybe that's not necessary. what works for them is not necessarily going to work for you and that's okay uh and i think it's understanding that everybody has differences in trying to find that middle ground and just aging like my
0: concept and relationship with time is much different than it was a couple years ago like now i remember being 21 and being like fuck i'm 30 like i'm basically 30 and now i'm gonna be 26 in a month and i'm like I got tons of time like I've got, I've still got like four years before then like and the the con, I'd only had you know five-year chunks mm-hmm. go by a couple times at that mm-hmm. point and now I'm just like oh yeah well five years you can do so much things change the the concept of things changing and being you're gonna have to adjust the plan and you can't just stick to that first thing that you did that's comfortable now and but until you get to that point like shit you're just like i gotta keep going if i don't if i don't capitalize today it's gone yeah scarcity mindset type yeah. beat 100 and i i think I, what really
2: grounded me is like it's definitely the people around me because they always remind me like dude you're young as fuck mm-hmm. trying to do these crazy things and it's working whether it's not working in the way that you want it to be, it's working to some degree, and like you have to acknowledge that. Because I literally, I, 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 talked to my mentor, uh, Key Henderson, um, and she, she, like, literally every time, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm 23, like, and she's like, you're 23, what the fuck? Like, she's like, she's like, how are you even like this? Like, you're the most thorough young nigga I've seen. Like, what, yeah. what is what's wrong with you? <laughs> and um, that helps me realize like. Oh like We're good Like we're not Like I'm not In a bad position Like the trajectory Is what I really need To start thinking about It's not like Growth is not linear You know what I'm saying Yeah And I feel like We're all like Kind of spiraling up And Mm -hmm. so it's Okay Yeah Like to just spiral upwards
1: I'm glad you brought up Key She I had her on my sheet Yeah Uh, (laughs) But um, Key Henderson Talk to me about that relationship. How did you? Well, to the people who don't know, explain who Key is, and then how did you guys come together, and what does what that relationship meant to you? <laughs> Wait, could you could you say that one more time? Which part?
2: The part about Key,
1: like the question. Oh, uh, my, my question about Key. Uh, so, you, uh, fuck. Now I'm on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you you brought up Key. I'm glad you did Because I had her on my sheet And I wanted to ask you about You know The relationship about you and Key. How did you First of all Who is Key, You know And then What is you guys' relation How did it come about And what all have you Just learned from her In this time Right 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 So I feel like
2: Key is like One of the greatest mentors I've ever had There's like I feel like uh, So many people Who have assisted me In this journey But there's like People who like, will literally just like shift your way of like thinking when you're approaching things in the industry. And, and who Ki is, is uh, she's the she's the dot connector, she's the the like the liaison, the person that knows everyone that's touched that's touched acts from 21 Savage to JID. She's the co founder of since the 80s. She's used to work for Complex, like, she's just this. This fucking
1: person you need to know The
2: person you need to know But also a good person <laughs> Like And I think that That's what sets her apart Is just her Her um her Personability <laughs> Like she's just Literally A great person And is just like Such a grounded person Like you would think That a person like that Would have an ego Or just Would just Just be an asshole You know Like cause that's how A lot of industry people are They're just They get their Their big plaques And they just You know so to see somebody who has a, a fucking a Grammy in her crib type shit like and is just calm is like crazy to me. But I go on to say like Key showed me that like even as like an OG or as this mentor, you don't have to like there's nothing that harms you from walking that person through a door. Every instance that I've ever had with Key was she walks me straight to the plug. Like she's like Oh yeah Like Literally Surf My artist Um That's uh That's also like My good friend And he She literally Surf was posting On Twitter I wanna I really wanna go Get tickets to this Post Malone show He literally <laughs> Like is like Calls me like A couple hours Before the show He's like Hey We're gonna go to The Post Malone shit Like you you Riding with me Like type shit So It's It's just the care Like it's very hard i know there's a million things going on in her head because she has so many things to worry about like she has her new project which is third and hayden and i'm like second bedroom and these are like both like really dope projects and on on third and hayden you have dead cassettes you have ben riley you have um so many artists that are just super talented and for her to also be thinking about what matters to me when she has so many things on her plate just shows like what kind of person she is it's like she cares like there's no in between like when you when she gives a fuck about someone she really cares and so i say all that to say uh which is my favorite thing to say (laughs) i say all that to say um like Key's a great person there's been so many times where she's literally walked me i've been like damn like how do i do this and she'll be like oh like here's my my agent at icm come talk to them like it's like oh you're trying to do this you need to know this person like literally you want to you surf wants to go to the post malone concert we're gonna walk you backstage i'm gonna introduce you to his tour manager his actual manager post malone let you meet post malone after a stadium tour where he fucked up his ankle he fucked up his ankle and like like he still wants to like go and talk to key which just shows like how much respect people have for her it was like so all these mega stars like quavo like all these people are like they know like they may be walking in a crowd full of million people they know they have to stop and shake her hand like it's like it's a thing like you just see it it's like that's how important of a person she is and that's someone you can't even afford to count out which is why it's like so dope to see her doing third and hating because that's literally like that's her legacy and so it's just amazing to see what she's accomplished and is going to accomplish that's my og but we're (laughs) Would you say she is the key? Key genuinely opens doors. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: So, key is the key, no cap. (laughs) I got you. I love it. I love it. So, I want to talk about what you do today because, Mm. you know, we know the Lotus stuff, but you've mentioned it a little bit uh, just through referring to it. But today, you do manage. Artist, you are also a project manager? Yeah. You're going to have to explain that to me because it's uh, Let me read to you guys what a project manager says it does. Project manager serves as the project owner responsible for the successful development, implementation and delivery of program and project campaigns to internal and external clients while under tight deadline.
0: I love that. Yeah, that's uh do that. All.
1: So, if you could put that in English. Yeah, so what does a project manager do? Long story short,
2: there's, like, a room, and it's on fire. And you have to put everything out all at once. Nah, 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 nah. I'm just playing. i will just play. So I work at um, Collective Gallery. I was uh, fortunate enough to, like, have an opportunity to work. Um, and explain what Collective. Collective guy. Gallery is the first label for photographers. Um, and it's it's founded by Cam Kirk. And there's, like, this amazing team of execs from Charity to uh, Shelly to Kyle and the whole team is amazing honestly um some of like the greatest people who have taught me so much honestly um and pretty much they it's this, this label for photographers um that has like this partnership with atlantic records uh to where we just do a lot of content for her and have a ton of like agents um we have ugh, pet that out so it's a label for photographers And pretty much we just help service the industry with um, different projects that are brought to our attention. Um, And so what I do there every day is a different day. Um, Like from just going all the way out to L.A. to help on set with like Nike to uh, working on like a Bacardi campaign um, for uh, like Ryder and um, Skrill so it's it's like i do i wear a lot of different hats just like i do outside I like of, that hat by the way thanks um no problem thanks I, it's my brother's friend i'll be sure to get you guys that. but um yeah no it's it's uh it's a it's a very like it's a it's a great environment to be in mm. honestly I, I love i love working there because it's just so many genuine people that you're always around and also i'm seeing things that i've never seen before like touching campaigns that i never thought that are like global campaigns like working on the nike yard runners um campaign was crazy to me because it's just like also nike has the best i don't oh i signed an NDA. i can't (laughs) say that okay well (laughs) well, i'm gonna just say it to y'all but they have like these fucking like on set like it's like masseuses like for the for the crew for the crew this is not for the talent there's literally like these tents it's like unlimited food snacks drinks whatever you can think of these people get it for you and literally like giving you massages in between sets from like holding lights and i'm like damn
1: and you'll never know about it this is money (laughs) This, this is... was really cool insight that y'all won't. You'll, you'll get to never hear. hear. Yeah, yeah sorry. sorry. No, it's good. I, I like being in the know. Uh, do they have
0: masseuses for the masseuses? Like, what happens if their hands cramp? Um, I mm. feel like they just do it to each other. Ah, oh. makes sense. That they get the tr- you get the circle going, everybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, I yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it.
1: Now, artist managing. <laughs>
0: this is where we'll cut back into. Yeah,
1: <laughs> wow. artist managing. Yeah. Now, now managing an artist. Now, you said now that right now you manage Surf, but you have the benefit of him being a close friend of yours. So talk to me about how that whole relationship, what does a manager even do in 2022?
2: So management is just such a broad, broad thing. It's everything. You're responsible for (laughs) uh, the artist's, like, emotions, how they're feeling, what they're going through, um, like, almost every aspect, like, because that, affects the business to some degree it's like if your artist isn't feeling well and they can't create that that affects the business so i feel like it's everything from like coordinating um coordinating sessions to just like day-to-day stuff to making connections to figuring out what matters to the artist like meeting post malone is like Mm -hmm. hey what matters to surf like that's like to him is like meeting to some people kanye or to meeting like drake um So, it's just figuring out what the artist cares about, and like just helping them achieve their goals and their dreams, um, and just yeah, just being in it with them. So it's I know that's very that's very broad, but
1: that's the answer. That's the answer. Uh, It is. (laughs) But now with him being a friend of yours, does that make things easier, or does it make things a little bit more complicated on certain?
2: I think because of the type of person that uh, Surf is it makes it easier. Like uh, I don't think anyone's had trouble really doing business with him. Because for us we keep things very like we keep things very separate, but also we're we're pretty logical and like also pretty emotional people. So if he's feeling a way about something I'm definitely I'm just gonna hear him out and see like how I can find like I guess that's because I've done a lot of project management I have to find ways to make sure that the relationship between the client is good and also the relationship between the artist to the label. And so it's all I do is manage relationships. And so when it comes down to my friends, I feel like that's what makes me good at um, good at managing relationships is just being a decent friend. Um, So. For us it's, it's pretty easy we just play Fortnite, uh <laughs> and then and, and just <laughs> and uh, what a life literally we, we play Fortnite, and then we go he goes to the studio and he gets back to work and i go back to work you know whatever i have to do to
0: elevate this and then we come back together and make sure things are moving what a life i want to circle back to something you said a while ago where you were where you're talking about after your first show then you were like okay what do we what do we do here? Like, how do we go about booking these venues and whatever? Um, and I asked because I think the listeners might know, but really I'm curious because I've been trying in the preparation for this trip, I was like, oh, it'd be great. Like, I'm gonna try to put a put an event together in Atlanta and started reaching out to these venues. And that is a process.
2: It is a process. And there's
0: a bunch of unprofessional ass people in this business as well. It which was I guess I knew that. But it was shocking, like I'd never been in the position where I was approaching venues like, hey, I'd like to I'd like to have an event. And between either just um just real cold, like, hey, I'd type out this long thing, whatever, whatever, and I just got a couple emails that were just no. Nope.
2: Yeah. And I was like, Why so, even send an email? So that's an issue in itself. Um, and what happens there is if it's a more popular venue. They're going to want to make the most dollars possible. (laughs) So the day that you're probably asking for one is probably like a Saturday, Sunday. Of course. And those are the most desirable dates. Right. And so with a lot of bigger venues, they have these things where it's like called like soft holds. And so typically when you're trying to do an event, you ask for like three dates, three potential dates. They'll put holds on it and you can challenge someone else on a hold. So for instance, with uh, our last Lotus, we we somebody else there was four holds on that and these are like other agents and people fighting for that date and so you have to have a good relationship with these venues luckily my great friend madeline who's like who came to like the second lotus ever has like grown to be in in like an amazing position um at center stage so that's like an easy relationship for me to tap into however we've We've called emailed like venues when we were first starting and got no responses but if it, one it's like it's a relationships game so it's because you're emailing the their site or email finding their website and trying to reach out doesn't mean they're gonna reach out you have to find the person who does the booking with for that venue which is easy when you like come into the industry and you're like oh this is the person who does a lot of events like just ask them and then they know a relationship that they can connect you with like hey this this dude really. It just comes down to people, knowing people, and just having that liaison that can walk you through there. Luckily, my other mentor, Yusuf, like I literally met him. Um, I saw him on Instagram. I thought he was a really dope dude. He's always working on festivals. I'm like, oh, this is literally what I care about. I feel like this is where I want to be one day. Um, so I, I'm walking, um, and I see him like down the street, uh, and I'm walking past the skate park. Um, and I immediately walk up to him, I'm like, hey, yo you inspire me like literally seeing what you do is literally one of my biggest dreams and stuff and from that day he made a post like later that week saying he's looking to take on a mentor and of course we have like the he's like comment some names below for who we should do of course i hit up the lotus crew (laughs) and of course we flooded his (laughs) comments with thousands of comments and from there he was like i'm going to take you on i'm going to help you wherever you need help if you have any questions i'm going to literally show you how to do whatever you're trying to do because i can tell you're a genuine person and i can tell you care about what you're actually doing so you're going to be my successor and wow i was smile, literally i was like cold like i was like what <laughs> i feel like i just got knighted or something like and so like finding i think that's the most important thing is like finding a mentor like Go to everyone and ask, like continuously ask and, and pay attention to who you hear good things about. If I hear like like four or five good things about the same person, I need to go find out for myself. Like, you seem like a great person. You're you're going to do right. Like, I want to get to know you. I want to build a relationship with you. But also, you don't just have to use these professional ass venues. There's peer space, which is of uh, an application where literally it's like Airbnb but for venues. And what was that? Peer Space. It's PeerSpace. It's P E
1: E R S P A C E. This is not an ad by the way. Yeah, no. this is this is a genuine PeerSpace is a fucking game changer. Okay, yeah. It's right.
2: a game changer because you don't have to go through these gatekeepers and these these super professional venues. Sometimes the and the thing about PeerSpace is because it's like a platform similar to airbnb there's reviews so you know people get scared when you when you have to give a review so they're going to treat things right they're going to actually operate as a professional business you can go and see oh this person has 300 like five star uh, like, rates. greats like i know that i'm gonna get whatever i need within this and it's just an amazing platform you can see they have speakers you can see if they have everything equipped for you to do everything with your event so that was like a game changer because we would just be searching and and uh, and with enough research you can find what you're looking for online like there's plenty of venues that you can just tap in through other platforms similar to PeerSpace. so that's a little cheat
0: code though okay yeah that's and people don't want to tell people about it but i don't give a fuck because it's like dropping jewels yeah dropping jewels i on, on the i guess more of a technical side what are you looking for like if you're like okay i think this might be a good venue mm-hmm. and they hit you with okay this will be the cost this will be do you have like a because i had it was different things between like oh we want a deposit up front plus we want a guarantee of whatever at the bar right uh do you have numbers or you know ratios like oh if if there's this many people we can probably make this this like so the the fun thing about
2: this industry is everything is like negotiating so for me i have the leverage of saying that i i have a certain amount of like stats of people who come to my events that i've been recording that data to be like hey like i know that you're gonna make like X amount of money off of the bar. And this is your rental fee. So why don't you just keep the bar and I'll keep the door and I don't have to pay that fee on, upon entry. So I think it's just what you negotiate. Um I've negotiated like plenty of like different contracts. Um But I think usually what you're gonna want to look for is like a venue that's uh charging. I feel like standard for me is like 100 to 200 dollars is like that's what you want to look per hour okay per hour per hour Mm -hmm. and um you want to kind of look for those kind of venues because those are usually venues that are are pretty flexible when you see these venues that are trying to charge 300 an hour like they it's easier to just be like hey and you can hit people up and be like what's your buyout fee to rent this venue for a whole day they'll say something like two three thousand dollars and sometimes that's worth it if you know you can bring out that many people. But if you're just starting out, sometimes it's it's better just to hit up a cafe. Go to that cafe that you know they're not open at night, like, and just be like, "Hey, can I just bring in some speakers here? We'll have a cleaning crew come through. You pay somebody like, hundred two hundred dollars to just clean up, sweep the venue after you're done with it. And a lot of these a lot of these places like they're making money while sleeping, so they're gonna take whatever." whatever deal you're bringing. Like, you pay them $400 and they're, that's like a cheat code too when you're first starting up. But that's a,
0: yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah.
2: Um, Bars and, and little yeah. speakeasies or like places, literally, just places that aren't open past a certain point.
1: Like, Gotta love it. Gotta love the sound
0: advice. I'm thinking now, yeah, was, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk some more about this after the, <laughs> after the interview ends. <laughs> um,
1: so, one of my last questions for you here today. Uh, really appreciate you coming by. Like yeah. I said, really do. We've been loving this conversation. I'm glad we gotten you opening up, telling your story and things like that. But last question I got for you. It's a vague one. Um, the future mm-hmm. of Lotus. Yeah. Of, of Anwar. Mm-hmm. What does that look like?
2: Honestly... The future of Lotus is, is the same dream we've had since day one. I want to turn it into a touring festival. I want it to be like bands warp tour, but like mixed with Rolling Loud to a certain degree. And I, I think it's very possible and I think it will happen. It's just with like persistence. And for me, I think I'm just defining like what, what my thing is because I think that my talent is like bringing together creatives, but I don't know... What my thing necessarily is, and so I'm experimenting with like a few things, like DJing or um, like photography, and just just seeing where I where I fit. Um, and I think that's why this break is so important.
1: Love it, love it. Okay, well we've reached the end of of our journey. So I guess the only thing we can do now is book in this thing. You know, we came in with the freestyle, and this is a show centered around freestyling. So. Mm-hmm. What I want to do We're just gonna We're gonna keep it real Like We're gonna do it Like the natives did You know uh, So Based on the conversation We've had here Give me like Three words Topics Themes Whatever And then I'll give you 16 And that's how we'll close this show out Does that sound good to you? Yeah That, that sounds good to me Okay So okay. so give me, give me three Grace Grace Key Key Okay And patience Patience That's a hard one Okay. I had
2: to throw a little curveball in there.
1: Give me a second. All right. While you're thinking, uh,
0: I want you also to give me... Uh, uh, we're going to go look up a tight <laughs> beat. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: yeah so, that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Tyrone, while you're formulating, what would you like to hear him
1: rap over?
0: A uh, uh, Pierre Bourne tight <laughs> beat. Okay.
1: Okay. Grace, key, patience.
0: We can play around with like putting the words up on the screen okay. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and the little check marks and everything. A lot everything. of ways we can go with this. This is going to be cool. This is this is the first time we do a game at the end of every um, at the end of every episode. But this is the first time we've done this one, mm-hmm. uh, so this is this should be cool. Let me let's see what we got. Something something with less than ten thousand views. Uh, oh,
1: perfect. Here's yeah, this one this should work tyrone how you feeling i'm feeling pretty good i think i think we can make it work okay let's <laughs> i'm just gonna i'm gonna mm. okay grace okay Key. Key. patience uh Ooh. okay all right let's do it let's do it yeah let's do it yeah let's do it yeah yeah um, when i spit it it sounds nice, you can tell by the cadence. But I take my time, look at the clock, cause I got the patience. But I go in and make shit like I was going creating. But I never fake it, they just know I just come in and make it. Um, back off the top, killing this thing, I could never stop. They go call the cops, got a guitar, cause that's how I rock. Um, but I kill it with ease. They know that I unlocked this, cuz, give me the keys yeah. mm, Blowing them trees, they yeah. see that I go high, I be in the sky yeah. Wings on my back, they thought this boy could come in and fly Yeah, But I'm too shy, Yeah, mask on my face, it's not a disguise I don't need to try, yeah. I look in their face, I see that they cry hmm I'm killing the game, I close the case uh. Bow your head and say your grace Mm. I'm saving face Give a fuck about they taste Hey, It be salty You can shake I was was gonna try to define it with a shaker But you know, it is what it is You know, a little something It was a little more than 16 But you know, it sounded pristine So that's all that matters Woo, well we made it Lotus, I called you Lotus We made it here Anwar (laughs) Oh, uh, thank you again, man. I really appreciate you coming. Out. Like I said, this has been a long time coming. I've wanted to pick your brain for so long, and I'm glad I am glad I finally got to do that, man, and, and it really means a lot. And I'm, I'm glad you got to give some insight to Joe because he's been bugging me about venues, and I haven't had anything to tell yeah, him. So. This, was, this, yeah. was,
0: this was really useful, and I think this was also just a really good first guest of this season yeah. as we're, we're kind of reinventing what we're doing, yeah. and it seems that's where you're at in your life as well. So. Yeah.
2: One hundred percent. I think that everything I'm about is just telling people how to do things. If I went through something um, difficult to like get to the next stage, I don't want anyone else to have to go through that because it took me time. And what's the point of learning all this knowledge and making the effort to learn this knowledge if I don't make it easier for the next person? So I feel like we just got to pay things forward.
1: Got to. One of my favorite movies, Pay It Forward, by the way. Um. Well, Anwar, you've made it here to the end all that's left now here you got this camera that camera this camera i don't i don't know which one is gonna be the main i would say go this one just to be safe. that one yeah okay Okay, cool yeah and let the people know where can they find you where can they find your work if they want to reach out how how can they get to you tell the people
2: yeah the you can find me on instagram at anwar.lotus or uh, anwar.lotus at a-n-w a r oh it's probably gonna pop up on the screen i don't need to spell it out cool but yeah you can find me at almar.lotus and you can check out uh our festival
0: lotus rosary um on ig2 there you go joe you know what's coming it's that time of the episode in the description you will find a playlist with every single beat that you heard today Go listen to them. Go listen. All these people have basically no subscribers. Go be one of their first. Go buy some beats. Go support the community. Go spend some money and go tell your friends. If you got anybody in your life doing art, go tell their, tell your friends about it. Like, spread this shit. Because it could be so cool. It could be so cool. Tyrone, take us home.
1: Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, I want to thank Anwar for coming here and sharing his story. I want to thank Joe for doing what he does on the ones and twos. And more importantly, I want to thank all of you for tuning in. So come again next time. We'll have someone else sitting in Anwar's seat and we will be mixing it up with them. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good one.